This is the CX Insights Rockstars Podcast. And this is your host, Dr. Frank Buckler, founder and CEO of CXAI. Let's rock this show. Welcome CX Insight Rockstars. I have today a very special guest, which is Samantha Conyers. And she will talk today about a quite interesting topic. It's the topic is stop focusing on measuring outcomes, deep dive on root causes and personalized actions. So let me introduce Samantha for very quick. Samantha Coyers is a true CX pioneer in the Caribbean region, having designed and championed CX programs in multiple local businesses, including Beacon Insurance and Digicel Trinidad Tobacco. She is well-versed on what it takes to get CX right and passionately writes and speaks about what she really cares for customer experience as today's true differentiator. Samantha sits today as a co-founder and CEO at Exco, the experience company where alongside her business partners, she is driving further CX innovations and focus in the region. Welcome, Samantha. What a great welcome. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here with you this morning. You're welcome. The the point of innovation brings me to what I read this morning, a very interesting article you wrote about the next innovation curve of CX. So what is the next uh, wave in, in CX? That's a great question. Yeah, that was an article I did with Peter Dorrington of Anthrolytics, where we sort of dove into some of the challenges um, facing CX professionals today and the feeling that many, many CX practitioners and professionals might be stuck a little bit in the laggard phase doing the same things over and over. And it actually ties really nicely into what you and I are going to speak about today, right? The sort of hyper focus on metrics and numbers in the CX space and, and how do we move towards not only focusing on the numbers, because, you know, Frank, you and I both know numbers are very important. Um, we know that many of our CX colleagues have a board or a CEO that needs to, you know, present a number. Um, so we know the number is important. But for me and many of my colleagues, it's all about what's behind the number, right? And what's driving the change, what's sort of the reason um, for the number. And as you said, you know, the root cause, right? And how do we address that, um, and become more action oriented than number focused. I mean, the the this article is pretty much uh, illustrates the reason why I wanted to have you in the show because uh, it shows that you are your own thinker uh, and a, and a thought leader in this space. So um, I'm glad you join us today. But uh, let's let's first let something know about you so what brought you from being a strategic planning mba to champion cx yeah so i think it, it's it's sort of like the chicken or the egg right because um i have always been very passionate about experiences um and you know started off quite early in my life in in having customer service facing roles like most of us you know waitressing bartending um, working in, you know, store as, as a sales rep. And I became very passionate about the experiences that I was delivering um, because I immediately was able to see the return that I would get on delivering a better experience. 
And then, you know, when I was completing my bachelor's in Concordia, I did, I did my bachelor's in public relations and economics. And I, I really enjoyed that blend of, you know, mixing the business or the task with the importance of the relationship and communications. Um, so that the masters flowed really nicely in, you know, focusing on strategic planning. And when you think about customer experience and, and doing or delivering, you know, real sustainable CX programs, strategy is everything in it, right? Um, you, you have to have a strong strategy and a strong foundation for anything in business, really. Um, and for your overall business, you have to have serious thought and planning behind where, you know, where you are and where you want to go. So I think they just, they just sort of came naturally to me, you know, when I, when I realized I wanted to focus on CX and build a career in the space, I then pursued the masters in strategic planning. So I think CX came first. Well, but now you are focusing on the Caribbean region. So why do you think the region needs a CX ambassador like you? Ambassador. <laughs> I think that everywhere, you know, across the world, when you look at what, you know, the direction businesses are going and you read business reports or, you know, you, you read, you know, the Economist or the times you find, you stumble upon these amazing articles from, from some of the most successful companies around how they have innovated or differentiated themselves in the space. Right. You know, Steve Jobs is well known for talking about focus on the experience and then work backwards. So I think that the Caribbean, we are well known for warmth um, from a hospitality perspective. Um, you know, if you've ever traveled to the Caribbean, there's, a, you know, there really is that Caribbean warmth that you get when you visit, not just because of our beautiful weather, but because of the beautiful people here in the region. And I felt there was a little bit of a gap as it related to how businesses could sort of embrace that warmth and that experience focus When I started in Beacon Insurance, which is such a great opportunity, we had a customer relations team, which we, were, which, which we then changed to customer experience. And, you know, from early days in my career, I was able to see how you can take a focus on delivering better experiences, a real strategic um, and methodological approach in understanding the experiences that your customers are having. Um, and ultimately predicting and designing better experiences can lead to business improvements. And then in Digicel, where my, my business partner, Sasha, and I worked together, I was the first customer experience manager in the group. So it was an amazing opportunity. The group is a really large, very successful telecommunications company. And I was the first CX manager in the group. And with Sasha and, and my former CEO, John, we were able to build a very, very strong business case for a focus on customer experience. And, you know, showing, showing such a large company and a large group how, you know, putting your customer literally in the boardroom can really drive bottom line improvements and, and, and you know, cultural improvements also from an employee morale perspective was a really exciting and, and successful time in my career. Um, and after that, Sasha and I came together with Chelsea, my our other business partner, and we formed Expo because we realized that there was such a big opportunity for, for businesses in the region to grow and, and see success and, and, and feel real sustainable success from an experience-based focus. So I guess uh, the topic today tells much about the story why those uh, you all were, were so successful in those companies, is it? 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, when you, when you approach or you propose the topic, sorry, um, about stop focusing on the numbers or the metrics to me, you know, it's something that we see so many people do, right? We see so many people talk about, oh, well, we have an NPS of six step. Okay, great. But, you know, what does that actually mean for your business? What was your NPS last month? Or what was your NPS last year? Or perhaps not even NPS. What is your customer effort score? Or what business are you in? And, you know, how satisfied are your customers and your employees? So I think, you know, as I've grown in my career, I've realized that sometimes we have a hyper focus on a metric or a number. And, you know, people very proudly shout about their CX metric. But more often, unfortunately than not, the number is not really grounded anyway. So, you know, we're seeing a lot of businesses talk about, you know, having a really high X score, um, but they haven't correlated that experience metric or experience score with any of their operational data. So they're not measuring experiences by segments or they're not measuring experiences by customer types um, or even personas. So that that's what really sort of got me interested in your topic, you know, the focus on Okay, so you have a score, you know, now what? Um, you, you have a score, what does it mean? Oh, uh, you have a score, what next? And I think that when you are looking at, you know, your customer experience score, for me in, in the CX space, I'm always trying to understand why. And sometimes, you know, a bad score can give you a lot more whys than a potentially good score because people get sort of blinded, right? And, and you know, they think, oh, well, our NPS is good, so we're okay, and they lose focus on, on what it's really all about, which is the actual experience they're delivering to customers and what their customers are telling them. So we see a lot of businesses just focus on the number and lose sight of, of the insights. So, for example, you might have a high net promoter or a high CSAT, but you're getting feedback. You're getting all these little nuggets of insights of customers telling you what they want, which if you were digging deeper as you, as you mentioned, if you're diving a little bit deeper and pulling out those insights, you can actually utilize those to start building new experiences, designing new experiences, predicting, you know, potential future customer behavior and empowering your internal teams, your development teams and your product teams of what your customers might want next. So if you're too focused on that score, you're missing out on that, right? Because you're, you're just looking at the number and you're not looking at, as you, you know, the root cause and the insights. So focusing on the outcomes is basically don't give you any hints on what, what to do, right? You could, you could, you know, the, the basic CX program is basically measuring the status quo with an NPS question and ask an open question. You could say, hey, we can find out why. We just read in the open comments what they say, and then, then we have it. So. What, what's missing there? I think what's what's probably missing there, Frank, is, you know, a lot of programs tend to be a little bit too, you know, people just survey to survey, if, if we're being honest. I think a lot of people are just ticking that box to say they have a customer feedback program or a voice of the customer program. And they're really missing the objective behind the program, right? And they're not sort of thinking holistically about asking the right questions at the right time to the right people. And that all goes back to your first point around a hyper-focused on, on metrics, right, on numbers. Because I think when you look at a, a good, robust customer experience program, one that's sustainable, the data and the analytics or the numbers and the metrics are one layer of a good holistic program, right? 
So yeah, it's definitely, and, and I'm the biggest advocate for having good experience metrics, but it's definitely one layer in a more holistic program. So how do you tie your experience metrics with other metrics and KPIs in the business? And how do you align those to your overall customer journey and say, okay, well, you know, in this stage of a journey, this is what we think is happening. This is what our teammates are telling us or our employees are telling us is happening. These are the processes that our customers are sort of dealing with from a backstage perspective. And these are the metrics that sort of prove to us how we deliver and, and how we're performing both experience and operationally. So it's it's so many more layers, right? So yeah. you hit the nail on the head when you said, okay, people, you know, okay, cool. We have NPS, tick. We have the Y, tick. So they, they feel like that's everything. And it's a great start. Don't get me wrong. You know, I don't want to dissuade or, you know, make anybody feel like it's, it's not a good thing to be doing. It's definitely a great start. But once you start getting that data coming in, you have to start thinking about closing those loops, right? Closing all of the loops with that data, you know, ensuring that you are getting back to your customers to ensure that if they had a bad experience, you are, you know, sort of correcting that from a more of an operational perspective, understanding root causes. So why are so many people on a Friday complaining about wait times? How do we address that? Is that a workforce management issue? And then, of course, strategically, how do you take it back to your leadership team or your board of directors and ensure that the business is investing in the right tools and systems, the business is communicating the right messages and and customer-centric cultural initiatives to the business? So it, it is so much bigger than that, right? Yeah. What I see is really when you look at the just the numbers, there are so many things which can go wrong in an organization because what often happens is a blame game yeah if it goes low lower oh oh we are thinking who's who's whose guilt is it or or basically the question yeah with different countries or business segments have different different scores but is it good or is it not then you look at benchmarks but there's there's so much risk in benchmark and the whole there's so much much energy consumed in that for actually nothing because the only thing you can do is to try to get better or to yeah basically try to get better and that's the only question you need to ask yourself what what's what is the information i get to get better (laughs) and you know you touched on something there frank that i think is really important as a cx practitioner so working in the cx space in an organization it's really important that you understand that the metric or the score is quite often the impact on another department. So I'll give you an example, you know, in working in Digicel, um, the customer experience metrics or the net promoter score, um, the customer satisfaction score, the customer care service levels, for example, are all significantly impacted by the performance of the network. So if the network, for example, were to go down or be impacted or we have an outage, There is nothing the customer experience or customer care teams can do to correct that, right? The net, your experience metrics are absolutely going to take a hit, especially if you're measuring transactionally. You're going to see a hit immediately, of course, depending on how your program is set up, but you will absolutely experience a decline in your CX metrics if something um, from an operational perspective were to go wrong like that. And, you know, as as a customer experience practitioner, 
something that's really useful to be able to do is correlate your experience metrics with operational happenings or operational incidents in the business. You know, and more often than not, CX metrics are a bit of a lagging indicator, right? Particularly net promoter score. Um, so the net promoter score will dip or throw depending on actions taken by the operations. Yeah. So that was something that was very useful to me as a practitioner was to correlate my experience metrics with operational incidents or, or going ons. And, and that goes both, you know, good and bad, you know, if the business was to launch a really exciting marketing initiative or marketing program or free giveaway, you see an increase in the net promoter. So it's very important to balance um, and to understand the impact of the operations on the experience metrics. And of course, you know, from a leadership perspective, it's important that we don't use, you know, you just mentioned it, right? The guilt. You don't use the stick approach, but rather the carrot approach when you're thinking about uh, metrics and getting people sort of working towards or performance managed on these metrics because it's important to realize the impact that other areas in the business directly have on these experience metrics. So true. So the topic today is, yeah, uh, stop focusing on measuring outcomes. Instead, deep dive on root causes and personalized actions. So let's dissect this a bit. What are you suggesting to do? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, what's the most useful is always sort of understanding the why. And as simple as it sounds, right, you know, that five why approach. So if you, for example, have negative scores in one area of the business, dig into that, right? Really spend some time understanding why and focusing on the root cause. You know, again, if you have one or two customers telling you that something is a problem, they're probably right, right? No matter how large your business is. And quite often, you'll find that there's a misalignment between what your business thinks it's delivering or, you know, the experience your business thinks it's giving compared to what your customer is actually experiencing. So take a, a real methodological approach in understanding, digging through that feedback. And, you know, as I mentioned before, aligning that feedback on your customer journey. So something we like to do in Exco is we will take a customer journey and overlay a complaint onto it. So if we if we get a complaint through a voice of the customer program that's correlated with a negative score, we will walk that customer's journey on the map to understand where the breaks in the process or where the breaks in the experience occurred that re sort of resulted in this negative metric or this negative score. So that then you can take a hyper-focus into the stages of the journey that you're finding those breaks in And of course, you know, work with your business process improvement teams or your business process improvement understandings and project management teams to understand how you can improve or tweak or remove or kill the processes that are causing pain to the customer. Um, and then you watch the score again to see, you know, how it moves based on your actions. And again, that can go for both good and bad, good and good and bad scores, right? So if you have, if you launch a new product, for example. We have a, a launch and love methodology where, you know, we include customer experience initiatives and customer experience ownership and accountability in every single step of a product or service launch. And to tie in your question about, you know, root cause and metrics, you know, for us, we always use the data or the metrics to understand if we're delivering what to what we wanted to, what we designed to. And what iterations need to be made, you know, in, in CX, it's, it's a very iterative process, right? Because 
you know, we can all agree customer behavior is changing every day. And it's really important that we continuously stay on top of what our customers, what feedback they're giving us, what experiences they're liking, what experiences they're coming back for, what we're doing well. Um, and of course, what, you know, what's causing a little bit of pain or friction and, and where do we need to tweak? What's your point on personalized actions? Do you mean that actions need to be personalized on a per customer basis? Well, I mean, that's a dream, right? And I think if you use the data that you're getting from your customer's feedback in the right way, um, you can look at building out true detailed segments or ideally personas that you can understand, okay, so this type of persona, if we can, if we can start to group people understanding, again, a combination of operational insights as well as experience insights, if we can take data to back up our personas, we can then start to look at a method or an approach where we can deliver more personalized experiences. So I'll give you another example to make it a little bit more tangible. If, you know, if I shop at a supermarket and I give them data, so I give them feedback on my recent shopping experience or I have a, and I have a loyalty card. So they know, well, Samantha buys Pampers every month when she comes to the supermarket. The last two times she came, she, there's no Pampers in, in her bill and she gave a negative review. You can start digging into data to understand what perhaps caused my negative experience. And, you know, think about designing a proactive and personalized approach where, you know, engage your marketing teams and send out an email or, a, you know, do a, a telephone campaign or an SMS campaign to say, hey, Samantha, you know, we notice you buy Pampers every month, letting you know we got back in stock. So I think there's so many innovative and proactive things we can do with customer experience data that we're missing out on, right? There's so many opportunities when you look at the amount of data that we have on our customers to really deliver to that personalized experience. You know, I can tell you, I don't have that experience with my supermarket now. I wish I did because I know they know all these things about me because I do have a loyalty card. So they know my name and, and they know what I buy. Um, and I have also given them feedback, but you know, there's a big gap in terms of what they're doing with that feedback. And, and that's what I mean by personalized, right? Right. I mean, I could imagine this is quite uh, quite expensive to build such a such a system or are there sometimes shortcuts in, in doing that? Yeah, great question, Frank. And definitely, I think expensive from both a time and system perspective. But I also do believe that there's quick wins, right? So understand your market a little bit, work with your internal teams. And, you know, I think now more than ever, you know, not to age myself, but when I when I sort of got into the customer experience space, looking at a good voice of the customer platform was just totally out of our budget. Um, I've seen some of the big, you know, the big platforms and the big systems come in really competitively, um, really willing to work with smaller brands and smaller budgets, very innovative from an AI perspective and machine learning perspective to help businesses take data and make some sense of it. And I would always say pick, you know, start in one area. So if you're, you know, if we go back to the supermarket example, if your target market is, you know, mothers or women, narrow in on some, some segments within, within that larger segment. It's okay, well, we're going to look for mothers. We're going to look for young single women. We're going to look for um, working women. And how can we take those three and just do one thing within each of those segments to test 
an experience-based focus and see the returns on that. And then you go from there. You don't have to boil the ocean. You don't have to do it all at the same time. Just, you know, take one approach and keep going. What, you know, that's, that's been my experience with customer experience. Um, it's almost like a washing machine, right? You always have dirty laundry to put in and you always get something out and you just keep going. Yeah, I mean, that's it's a good example that how important is also actually to know where to focus on because you always need to focus. So you, you probably need to have some process to find out what has the largest level right now, right? So you can spot the mother or whatever you, you, you want to build on. And I think for me, that is a collaborative thing, right? Um, customer experience can never exist in a vacuum. Um, it has to be closely tied and closely um, aligned with the commercial teams and the marketing teams. That's the only way you're going to see success when you work as one sort of holistic unit and you understand that, okay, the commercial team's objective is this. The marketing team is doing ad campaigns and messages that are targeting these people. And, you know, CX sort of provides that holistic sort of approach in terms of one, of course, how we're going to make our customers happier, deliver better experiences. And two, how we're going to support our commercial departments in really driving improvements in that bottom line, uh, repeat business, referral business, uh, um, increased share of wallet, right? Ultimately, we know that's the end goal. So true. So true. Samantha, I have uh, one last question. What would you ask if you would be in my shoes today? Huh. I mean, I think you did a great job, right, Frank? You asked some, some relevant questions. I think for me, the one thing I would love to see more of, not necessarily that you would ask, but I, as you know, I'm really passionate about driving change and focus in the region. And I am looking forward to more opportunities like this to network with professionals like yourselves. Um, and I really appreciate the opportunity to bring the Caribbean into the conversation from a CX perspective. Samantha, thank you so much for enlightening us. It was a pleasure, as always. Yeah, it was great to be here, Frank. Thanks for having me. And see you see you one day at the conference or so. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy Friday. This was an episode of CX Insights Rockstars. Join the CX Insights Rockstars on LinkedIn and keep on rocking CX Insights.